Hello and welcome back to Pacific Point of View. I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And together we are the Pacific Point of View. Well, boys, another week down. Bit of a depressing week uh, for ASU fans. But uh, let's talk about our surprises. All right, uh, Colt, what surprised you most from week seven? Uh, is Oklahoma legit or something? I mean, Caleb Williams, he's looking like he is legit. Four tutties passing, one tutty rushing. Spencer Rattler is now, you know, making Gatorade on the sideline. He's now a bench warmer. But I think Oklahoma might be a brand new team halfway through the season. I, I would 100% agree with that. I think we all were pretty skeptical of Oklahoma. I know I've, I've heard you, Colt, rant many times about how, how do they keep escaping in these late games late and they're playing terrible, but... They look like a different team with yep. Caleb Williams. Yep. I'm, I don't know if I'm rooting for Spencer Rattler to come to ASU next year because I don't like him. Character issues in, in yeah. some areas. but Hopefully U of A. Yeah. Well, maybe not because he's actually good. But still. <laughs> but still. All right. So I'm surprised that Lane Kiffin didn't get into like some controversy like flipping off the Tennessee crowd or something. He, he did a good job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you guys didn't see, well, I know you guys had to have seen. Uh, the Tennessee Volunteers got yes. fined two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That is for their crowd throwing trash on the field. And I saw something that they're now on a strike system. That if this happens again, the SEC commissioner is going to ban alcohol sales Whoa. from the stadium. Oh my! So Tennessee fans need to need to get their act together. I didn't even know the SEC commissioner had that power. Yeah, I don't. Greg I don't think we've ever seen a commissioner need to exercise that sort of a veto or power on a team before, or at least I haven't seen it. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Yeah, screw Tennessee, man. Just Whoa. terrible sportsmanship. I'll pop take, though. I like the throwing stuff on the field. Like, what? <laughs> it's what? part of the, the that, mystique of college football. How is that worse than your Washington State you second? No, it's not. It's that is worse. I don't want anyone to Bro. get hurt. But What are like, you doing in Hawaii? I, I just think it's kind of <laughs> cool. Like, it brought me closer to the TV. I, like, I was all into it. No, okay, that that's just a very cold take. Cold. Uh, I'm going to get canceled. You are going to well, get canceled. I'm who's surprised. I am <laughs> surprised that uh, the Longhorns, they can't finish games. Once again, Texas, they had Oklahoma State on the ropes. Sarkeesian and the boys couldn't finish it off. I, I was completely shocked. It seemed like their offense just completely left the chat in that third and fourth quarter. Uh, so that was my surprise of the week. But let's talk about who's been eating their Wheaties because uh, this was a week <clears throat> where a lot of guys were definitely playing very well offensively and, and defensively. So, Hayden, who was eating their Wheaties? I'm going to go to a coach's corner. I'm going to go with Kyle Whittingham, who... I think on Saturday showed us why he's the best coach in the Pac-12. Yeah. He rallied his team after being down two scores at halftime. ASU dominated the first half. ASU looked like just the much better team. They True. played well. Utah also played well. Cam Rising looked good in the first half. But the second half was a beatdown for the ages. 28 unanswered points. Yeah. And Shocking. I was literally just screaming inside watching that second half. I, I was... That was miserable. That was one of the hardest viewing experiences in my history as a fan. Yeah. But I got to give credit to Coach Whittingham. He is just a consummate professional and is such a great leader of men, especially in the wake of all the tragedy going on over there. Hmm. Just, I think we all wish we had a coach like Whittingham. I, I was, so I was at that game in Salt Lake, and 21-7 at the half. We're sitting pretty. We're surrounded by upset Utah fans. Coming out of the tunnel, uh, the big screen shows them coming out of the tunnel. All the Utah players are like, 
you know, getting fired up. Kyle Whittingham is right in the center. He's looking at his guys. He's yelling. It. You would have thought they were winning heading into the second half with the energy they came out from the locker room. And I kind of, you know, I saw it on the big screen. I was kind of like, huh, like maybe the second half might be a different story. And it was. Uh, they took complete control. Colt? My Wheaties guy? Wheaties guy. I got Jaden DeLauro. No, I'm just kidding. I got Devin <laughs> Lloyd Jr., a uh, linebacker out of Utah. Uh, you know, defensive guys eat their Wheaties too, okay? It's True. not just the offensive guys. Devin Lloyd balled out this past weekend. He had eight tackles, four tackles for loss, three sacks, and, and as Hayden mentioned, ASU was shut out in that second half. Yeah. That defensive unit looked good. And Devin Lloyd is actually averaging 10 tackles per game, uh, which I believe is second in the Pac-12. Wow. Is that behind... Uh... Omar sure. Spates, I think one of, or Avery Roberts. Oregon State has a guy that's up there. I just had to plug him. Oh but gosh. I also have Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd eating his Wheaties. He's a guy that I picked to be the MVP for Utah season a season ago, and I think he was, and I think he is again this year. Rejuvenated that Utah defense in the second half that just embarrassed the ASU O-line. If you want to talk about somebody that's eating their Fruit Loops, that's something worth mentioning. But my guy who was eating their Fruit Loops, also a coach, second coach we've mentioned. I think you guys know who it's going to be. It's Nick Rolovich. Uh, who basically had just selected the strangest mountain to die on and was recently fired by Washington State um, for not complying with their vaccine mandate. And I just think it is honestly one of the softest moves I've ever seen by Rolovich. Yeah, as a Hawaii fan and as someone that has rooted for Rolovich, this is very unfortunate. I don't think he'll ever get a chance to be a head coach at the D1 level, let alone the Power 5 level once again. Um, it, it sucks because this was someone that I thought rebuilt the program at UH after Norm Chow kind of destroyed it. And now I thought he was, you know, making an impact at Wazoo with Delora and trying to get, you know, a lot of Hawaii guys over there. And I just think it's unfortunate. And now Jaden Delora is kind of left without the guy that brought him over. Yeah, rip, rip to Hawaii part two, because that's basically what Wazoo was. Yeah, <clears throat> I'm not going to get too much into whether I agree or not with his decision, but I feel for the players who yeah. came there because of him. It's just like it's just a very unfortunate how the whole thing turned out. Yeah. It's just it's it really is unfortunate. But uh, I'm actually going to go with a coach. Another and, coach. And other and other players too. Okay. Uh, ASU offensive coordinator Zach Hill, and everyone on the offense not named Jaden Daniels. Oh my. Hill's play calling in the second half was so suspect. I mean, just the he, con- he, he just he kept going to the run and it wasn't there. And every time they went to the pass, the receivers weren't catching the ball. I mean, three third-down drops that could have been game-changing. ASU, if I – I mean, I know they did get at least one first down. It didn't feel like they had a first down in the second half. So it was just a failure on all fronts, and you got to feel for Jaden Daniels because I feel like the trust with his receivers is already not there. Yeah. And I feel like it's only going to get worse – and this could potentially put him in harm's way because he's going to keep scrambling. He and he's took gonna some get big hurt. hits in that game. I was worried a few times that he was going to get up slow, but he's resilient. you got to hand him that. Guys, Cole. I just wanted to mention that I picked Arizona to beat uh, Cal this past weekend. I mean, Colorado this past weekend. I was eating my life. Fruit Loops or something. <laughs> yeah, okay, I don't know why I did that. And because of that, I blame Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer the Arizona QBs, who combined for only 153 passing yards, zero touchdowns, and two picks. So Against Colorado. Thank you so much, Arizona. I tried to separate myself from the pack with Which, our picks. Yeah. I was trying to get back up in the you know first place. I've never been in first place in the picks yet. 
And, uh, yeah, Arizona let me down once we'll, again. We'll get an update on the standings um, when we get to the Pac-12 section. But let's go to the big picture. We've got a lot we're cramming in here. So we'll start with our Week 8 pick. So no top 25 matchups this week uh, versus two top 25 teams. But we have the top game from each conference, uh, except for the Pac-12, which we'll do at the Pac-12 section. Uh, so let's start with the Big 12 game. We've got Oklahoma State, now number 8 in the country, at Iowa State. It feels like these two teams are in the position opposite of what they thought they would be in. It seemed mm -hmm. like this game should be the other way. So it's formerly a trap game for Iowa State is now a trap game for Oklahoma State. Iowa State is actually a touchdown favorite. Yep. Did you see that? Are they really? That is, There are actually two unranked teams who are favored to beat top 10 teams this week. UCLA wow. is a slight favorite to beat Oregon, and Iowa State a touchdown favorite wow. to beat Oklahoma State. Iowa State's rolling. And I think their two losses actually look pretty good. They lost to Baylor in a close game, and they lost to a pretty good Iowa team. It's true. Uh, Brock Purdy, it's his senior season. He got off to a bit of a slow start, but the offense has been rolling. Yeah. They just whooped Kansas State, who's pretty good. And Oklahoma State, they surprise me every week. They're really not a great team, but they just find ways to win. Yeah. And that's that's a credit to Mike Gundy. We, we mention him all the time and what he's doing out there. But I'm going to take Iowa State. I think they're going to get their season back on track, probably get back in the top 25 and get back in the running for a New Year's Six Bowl. This past weekend, I was looking at the Oklahoma State-Texas game, hoping that Oklahoma State would show me something to prove that you know that they are a top 10 team, that, that, that they can actually cement themselves in that top 10. And they didn't really do that for me. And so I'm going to take Iowa State. I'm not going against Vegas. Uh, give me uh, the Cyclones. Yeah, I I thought Oklahoma State did an impressive job coming back against Texas late, but it seemed it was more Texas collapsing. And I just think a road game against Iowa State, that, that's too tough. I, I have the Cyclones winning as well, which apparently is not an upset, which is very interesting. And I, three for three. I wonder if that's ever happened. It's a clean sweep. Yeah. Could be a freezing cold take. Just like Texas gave us all freezing cold take last week. We yep. swept on the Texas pick, so we'll see. Uh, the SEC game, we've got LSU at number 12, Ole Miss. I think it's. I think this just comes down to how LSU responds to Ogeron getting basically fired. He's he did still, get fired. He's, he's, just, he's still coaching, yeah. but it's. Yeah, it'll be. I'm curious to see if they think it's you know they're going to write it up to a lost season or if this is going to be like a farewell tour and they're going to leave it all out on the field. Yeah. Ole Miss, you know what you're going to get. 44 points per game, 553 yards of offense per game. They're going to score points. LSU can score points, but sometimes their offense does stall out a bit. And I think whether or not LSU's offense shows up will determine if this game is close or not. But there's a lot more writing on this game for Ole Miss, yeah. so I'm going to take the Rebels. Yeah, I got Ole Miss as well uh, for the same reasons regarding, you know, Ed Orgeron. I do think it's a little weird, though. Right after LSU upsets uh, Florida, that's when the news comes out. Why do it, you think that happens? I am. I, yeah, I think it's just the expectations at that program, which I, I think are just so lofty and ridiculous. It, it feels like LSU is the opposite of Nebraska, where <laughs> Nebraska is just like, ah, you'll turn it around next year. Like, another 4-8 and eight season is nothing. We want LSU, it's like, oh, we're not going to win the championship this year? Okay, we don't want you anymore. So I agree, though. The timing was, was a little strange. Uh, a lot of stuff coming out of that locker room. Uh, but I'm going to pick Ole Miss. Too many distractions for LSU, I think, um, for that to be a close game. The lane train is rolling. It is rolling. Uh, next game, the ACC game, Clemson at 23 Pittsburgh. Who would have thought Pitt would be ranked instead of Clemson in this game? I know. And, and it's funny, if you follow Big Game Boomer, which I know you do. I do, I they do. They do their weekly upset watches, and Pitt was on there. 
getting on upset watch against Clemson and all the Pitt fans in the comments section were going off. I know you said it about Oregon State a few weeks ago being on upset watch. Same kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, not familiar territory for for that school, but they've been rolling, man. Pitt has been on on a on the move. Kenny Pickett yeah. has been balling out 77 percent completion. Who is percentage. their one loss to? Western Michigan. It's Western Michigan. Western West, Michigan. It's a decent Western Michigan it's not team. Not bad. Right. If they it, didn't lose that game, they would be arguably a top 10 team. Mm-hmm. They'd be up near where Wake Forest is, like oh, yeah. top 15 fringe. Yeah. And Clemson, they just haven't, they just don't have any offense. And you keep thinking they're going to turn it around and they just don't. They're averaging 20 points per game, and that's aided by a 49 point performance against South Carolina State. Ugh. Just a terrible offense. Nasty. And I'm going to take Pitt. Everything says, you know, take Pitt. And I feel that as well. I totally agree. But. I gotta take Clemson. I just feel like they've been trash all season. Maybe this is the week that they prove, okay, we're not trash. And so yeah. I got Clemson. Uh, Pitt. Pitt has upset Clemson in recent memory. They had a walk-off field goal versus Clemson, and it feels like they usually give Clemson a pretty tough game. And I think this one's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be like a 16-13 game. It's gonna be really tight again. But this Clemson team, man, they just find ways to win, and it feels like it's inevitable they win this game, even though it's on the road. I also have Clemson winning in what is apparently an upset. So, uh, Big Ten game is number five, Ohio State at Indiana. Can Phoenix turn it around? I mean, this is just, <laughs> it feels like every time we put any faith in Indiana, they just collapse this year. Is Phoenix going to be in this week is the question. That, that is going to be the question. Will Tuttle take over the former Utah quarterback? I, I, I'll make my pick. I've got Ohio State. I just think for Indiana, it's going to be deja vu, another tough loss to a top 25 team yeah i think i've always kind of given them the benefit of the doubt because they've had just a brutal schedule to this point but with their quarterback hurt and their offense was a wall last week against michigan state i think that was their chance they ruined my upset pick <laughs> ruined was, it yeah that was that was their chance to get back and i that was just such a degrading loss that i just think the wheels are going to fall off now i'm off the indiana train cj stroud has been balling out, and I feel like nobody's talking about it. Yeah. 1,700 yards, 18 touchdowns. That's so impressive. Ohio State's going to win. Indiana has you know, completely fallen off from last season, and it's really you know, interesting to see that. Ohio State's favored by 20 in this game. I got the Buckeyes. Wow. Uh, upset picks. Uh, this was a weird week for upset picks. Um, Hayden, you got something to say? Uh, yeah, I actually went through, and I tallied how many we've gotten right. Really? I went back and listened to... So Tyler has gotten one right. You've gotten one right. I'm pretty you pretty picked, bad. Do you remember which one it was by chance? I do not. Mississippi State over Texas A&M. Oh, okay. and I are tied at four. Let's go. Let's go. So you guys, you guys are shooting 50% from the field more. Oh, wait. Week zero. Are we counting? We no, didn't we really didn't make any no. week zero. So how many have we done? Have we done seven or well, six? Well, we skipped week two. Okay. So yeah. we've done five. Yeah. Are yeah. you guys both six, four five for or five? Six. Four That's, for six, I think. Okay, yeah. okay. That's impressive. That's, That's pretty good. impressive. I'll, I'll, I'll give out my wrong one then. Uh, <laughs> I think Air Force beats San Diego State this week. Um, not the craziest upset pick, but like I said, it was hard. I low-key, and you guys are going to probably yell at me, I expect some objects to come flying across the room. I low-key wanted, I wanted to pick Tennessee over Bama. I really wanted to, but I did not. I did not. So, uh, Hayden, let's hear what has a 67% chance of happening. <laughs> I'm going to... Stay in the triple option side of things. Going with Army, another service Ah, academy uh, academy pulling the upset. I think Army beats Wake Wake Forest. Forest. Wake Forest undefeated, and they're really 
they've had such a soft schedule. If you look who the, I I don't even know off the top of my head who they've beaten. I don't think they've beaten a single ranked team yet. Yeah, I think Louisville was their best win. Yeah, they might they and, might have a win over Virginia maybe. Right. So those would be those are good wins, but not great wins. And man, just it's, this is a road game in the middle of a season against a non-conference team. You're undefeated. You got a target on your back. Just something says this this game just something tells me Army's going to win this game. If and, Wake Forest stays undefeated, that would be fun. Oh, big respect if they win this game. This is this is not easy. Army's a great program, and uh, I'm going to take them to pull the upset. Guys, so there's a college football game tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. And you know who's playing on Wednesday? Coastal Carolina and App State. Coastal's only favored by five in this game. They're traveling to App State. Give me the upset. Give mm. me App State. That would hurt the heart. That would hurt the heart if they lost that game. But, uh... We're, we're at past the halfway point, I think, technically now at week eight yep. um, as of this week. So let's talk conference championship games, and let's talk about what the matchups will be. We're going to do each of the Power Five conferences, and we're going to make some predictions. We'll see how cold these get as the year goes on. But we'll start with the ACC and uh, just rip off your two, uh, rip off <laughs> your two uh, conference championship predictions, and then... Uh, little bit on why they are, they are there, and then we'll just go around. So uh, let's start with Colt. Colt, the ACC. I got NC State versus Pitt. You know, it's kind of what we're currently trend, trending at right now. But when you look at the schedule and you kind of break it down, I, I don't see anyone else emerging at the top of either division. So that's why I got uh, going through the fold. All right. Hayden? I'm actually going to take Wake Forest to win the Atlantic, even though I have them losing this week. This is a non-conference it game. It is a non-conference. So it doesn't really matter. For the ACC, and I'm also going to take Pitt to win the Coastal. I think this ACC is is one of the weakest Power Fives we've seen, even in the yeah. worst years of the Pac-12. Yep. I remember in the early 2010s, the Big Ten wasn't great. This ACC is horrific. Yeah, agreed. So that's my ACC championship game. Uh, mine is Virginia versus NC State, and I think Virginia largely because of what Brennan Armstrong is doing, and NC State because I think they have the schedule ahead of them, and I think they are a better team um, than Wake Forest, and I think uh, down the stretch, NC State could finish with two, three losses, get in there. Virginia, I think, also will be in a similar boat, so it'll be kind of a Mickey Mouse ACC championship, in yep. my opinion, but uh, we'll jump to the Big Ten. Big Ten, mine's a boring pick, so I'll go first. Iowa versus Penn State. I think we get the rematch. I think I guess Penn State is a little less boring because Ohio State. I think Penn State wins on the road against Ohio State. I think uh, Clifford at quarterback is going to be tough to beat them, uh, despite the fact that Stroud is streaking. And then I think Purdue and Minnesota are the only threats to Iowa in that West Conference, but they already have a couple losses, and they both draw, drew Ohio State from the other division, which is tough. So I think Iowa still pulls it out, despite looking very, very uninspired versus Purdue. Are we picking our winners as well, or just the... Uh, yeah, just I mean, I didn't pick a winner okay. uh, for mine, but I guess, yeah, we can throw out winners sure, as well. Sure. Um, I think Iowa win the West easily. I think that's no question about that. Wisconsin, down year, Nebraska, they've been down for 20 years, so no, no uh, immediate threat in that. Division, of course, like you mentioned, Purdue has the head-to-head win. And then I'm also going to go Penn State. Michigan's intriguing. I want to see how they do against Penn State. Have they played? They haven't played Michigan State yet. No, that that is going to – all those teams in the East are about to start playing each other. It's right. going to be insane. You're I, gonna I have... think Penn State is the best team out of those. So I'm going to go Iowa-Penn State, and I think Iowa wins the wins a second time. Okay, who, do you, who did you have winning the ACC? 
Um, I'll take Pitt. I'll take Pitt over Wake Forest. I'll take I'll take Virginia and Colt. I'll take NC State. Okay. Okay. Right. So we all three different picks. Yes, sir. I would have Penn State winning the Big Ten. Sean Clifford clutches up this time. I said Iowa. You said Iowa? Yeah. Okay. Well, you mentioned a team that you thought was intriguing. It intrigued me enough. I've got Michigan playing Iowa in the championship oh, game. Oh, we the knew. Big Ten. You knew the Michigan pick. You know, so I think Michigan will probably lose a game to Michigan State along the way, but I think Michigan State will also end up losing some to Penn State or, or, or Ohio State. I think Michigan will beat Ohio State this year. I think Michigan wow. will lose one game so going all the way to the Big Ten championship. And then I've got Michigan winning this thing. I think Michigan makes the playoff for the first time with Jim Harbaugh. All right. Uh, we'll go to the Big 12. Uh, Big 12, I've got another rematch. I see, I think Oklahoma-Texas happens again. I think Oklahoma State is going to choke down the stretch. They've got the Bedlam Bowl. They've got a road game versus uh, Texas Tech. They've got their game against Iowa State this week. So I think Texas streaks, and I think we get a rematch. But then I think Oklahoma takes Texas to the woodshed this time around. Caleb Williams, uh, as the bona fide guaranteed starter, I think clowns Texas. Yeah, I think Caleb Williams coming in and replacing Rattler best one of the best mid-season adjustments um in recent memory kind of reminds me of when notre dame put they made a similar move with uh i'm already forgetting both of the quarterbacks Was it names brandon wimbush brandon and... Wimb- wimbush getting benched for ian book yeah remember that when go. notre yep. dame was undefeated and i do remember yep, that that was very similar move so i do have oklahoma on there and i'm actually going to go iowa state iowa state winning out Wow. Going 10-2. and two. Okay. I'm still a believer in the Cyclones, but I still think Oklahoma pick. wins. I respect it. I respect it. Guys, Oklahoma State already has the tiebreaker over Baylor and Texas. I've got them in the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma. I've got Bedlam. It's going to be back-to-back weeks. Back-to-back Bedlam. I don't know. When was the last time that's ever happened? But if you look at the schedule, I, I think Iowa State will beat Oklahoma State this weekend. But then Oklahoma State plays Kansas, West Virginia, TCU. I think those are all winnable games. Texas Tech. And then Oklahoma, if Oklahoma State can beat Oklahoma in that game, they'll play each other again the following week. I think something of note, uh, Oklahoma State and Iowa are two of those teams that are very consistently good, solid teams year to year. But it finally feels like this is like a breakthrough year for both of those teams potentially, which is, that's one of the reasons I have Oklahoma State choking. Is these teams always seem to be like, yeah, like just good, but not top, top. Who did you guys have winning? I had Oklahoma. Oklahoma, and I need to make a quick adjustment. Iowa State has not played Oklahoma, so I think they lose that game, and I think they lose again. But I still have Oklahoma winning. Okay, cool. I've got Oklahoma winning it all, too. Okay. Uh, Pac-12. Who wants to go first on this one? This is the biggest one. I'll take a stab. All right, Hayden. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think Oregon wins the North. On I think Oregon wins the North. I think Oregon is going to lose another game. I would agree. But I think it's going to come down to the Oregon Bowl, whatever they call it now. You can't call it the Civil War anymore. No, uh, you know. the Fog Bowl. I know we talked about maybe being yeah, an option. Yeah, yeah. I think that will be the play-in game. I think they're going to have the same conference record going into that game. But I, I actually think, agree. I think I agree. Oregon actually wins. And I think Utah will win the South. I wow. think Utah will lose. It's a rematch of two years ago. Yeah, I think Utah is going to lose two more games. But I think ASU will lose one more game. Wow. And that okay. will put them at, with a tie. And as we know, Utah has the tiebreaker. So we're going to have an 8-4 and four conference champion. That's or am- division champion. That's amazing. I love to hear it. And who's, actually conference champion. I think winning? they'll beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Okay. Wow. Revenge. Revenge game for them. Colt? Guys, I'm such a homer. But I've got ASU winning the South. 
I think they eke it out. I already like the win against UCLA. I think if Utah falls to UCLA, ASU can get that tiebreaker. ASU still has a legit shot at the South. Now, I think they're going to play Oregon. This was a game that I wish was on you know, this year's schedule in the regular season. It was like the best game ever freshman year of college two years ago. And I think Oregon-ASU, the rematch of two years ago, and I've got, a, I've got Oregon winning that game in a heartbreaker for ASU. So I have Oregon versus ASU. I share the exact same sentiment Hayden has. It's going to come down to Oregon, Oregon State, I think, um, in that north race, which w- it will just be insane. But I think the Ducks get the best of the Beavs, especially because the Beavs kind of won a close, tight game last year. Uh, the South, I think, is going to be crazy because Utah has all their toughest games ahead of them. They have a game versus Oregon. They still have to play UCLA. They have a road game versus Oregon State this week. They have a road game versus Stanford. Mm-hmm. I think Utah is going to lose at least three conference games. I, I think UCLA draws, they draw Oregon as well. And they draw Utah on the road, which is that other game. And then they, even the USC game, I think could be sneaky. So I actually think ASU, by a tiebreaker with UCLA, they'll both have two conference losses. That's why I've got ASU in the championship game. I do think the Ducks win, though. But, yeah, I've still got faith in the Devils. I think, honestly, looking at how everything is playing out right now, both those teams still have to play the Ducks, and ASU gets the Beavers, which is... I, I agree. I think ASU has the easiest road, and I, and I think that... I don't think the season's over by any stretch. I just... Man, I, uh, I, think, <laughs> I think we're going to go on a nice run after the bye, but... Corvallis, man. Corvallis. Corvallis nightmares. I just feel like that's where we trip up. And I, I think Utah will, like I said, I think they drop a couple. I'll just say to the Oregon schools, maybe Stanford. Uh, I definitely think they'll lose to Oregon. And then mm. I think they beat them in the rematch in the championship. If game. ASU makes it, though, we got to go to this game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course. I'm, like, I'm there. For sure. I'm All there. Right. Yeah. SEC championship game. Uh, this one could be boring. Georgia Bama. Fest. Georgia Bama. Georgia Bama. All right. Makes sense. Who, who do you have winning the game? Bama. I have Bama winning this game. Uh, despite Georgia looking good, they look great. They look better than Bama. It's, I think Bama's still going to win. It's just Bama. Georgia, they just can't get that monkey off their back. They they just lose to Bama. They just lose to Bama every time. To be fair, everybody does, but they're the only team that's as talented as Bama, and they just can't do it. Well, I'm going to take Georgia. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Look at you. So that would put Bama out of the playoffs. That would put Bama out of the playoffs. It'd be fun. And, you know, maybe we could get another fun team in there. A Cincinnati. Fun team. Yeah, we have Cincinnati. We could do Michigan. A three-loss BYU. You know, you know what? I'm kind of rooting for, for Oregon. If Oregon wins wins out, I kind of want Oregon to go to the playoffs so we can still go to the Rose Bowl. That would be fun. Even if we lose the play, uh, championship game. I agree. Wait, so you would root for Oregon over ASU? Oh, no, 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 no. In no, the championship game? No, 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 game? no, okay. no. I'm saying if Oregon wins out. Phew. I'm rooting for them to go 11-1. and one. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. All right, Colt, why don't we kick you to your corner? Give us one for the little guy. Okay, one for the little guy this week. A little couple notes I wanted to mention before I get into my teams. Uh, UConn beat Yale this weekend, 21-15. to 15. It's their first win of the season. Congratulations. They snapped their 11-game losing streak. Shout-out to the basketball school at UConn. First win in nearly 800 days, yep. actually. And, you know, UConn's also ranked in the preseason AP basketball poll. Okay? <laughs> and so, you know, they're, they're, on, a good, they're it's, on a good run. It's looking up. Okay? UL Monroe upset Liberty this past weekend. 31-28 to on a, you know, late 53-yard field goal. Liberty was favored by 32-and-a-half. So huge upsets there. And then, you know, time for my little guy segment. This week, I'm going to go littler than little. Little. 
I'm going to go to the FCS, and I'm going to feature two teams. Number 16th ranked FCS team, Harvard, at mm. number 17th ranked Princeton. This game is going to be in New Jersey, 10 o'clock Arizona time. This is a battle of 5-0 and teams. Okay, Princeton, all time, leads the series 57-48, to and they had like seven ties. But I mean, Gross. Princeton's <laughs> on a, a three-game win streak. Uh, their first meeting, how's this? April 28th. 1877. That's Sheesh. actually insane. They've been playing for a while. I mean, like, Bama, Notre Dame. Yeah, they have a lot of titles, but not as many as Princeton. Princeton has the most college football um, championships with 28. Okay, Pretty insane. Harvard has 12. That's still more than Nebraska. That's true. All right? That's true. So I think college game day should have pondered going here, maybe instead of the Rose Bowl this weekend, you know, for the Oregon-UCLA game. But I think you definitely got to tune in for the Battle of the Nerds this weekend in the FCS. All right. The littler guy. Thank you, Colt. Uh, we'll jump back to the Pac-12 sphere of things. And I just wanted to touch, before we make our picks this week, I love the Pac-12. I love being in the Pac-12. I was looking at the SEC games this week. You've got Bama playing Tennessee. You've got South Carolina playing Texas A&M games where it's like, yeah, clearly A&M's going to clown them. Bama's going to clown Tennessee. But you know what? Nearly every game in the Pac-12, and, and unless you're playing Arizona, is a game where you're like, man, this could go either way. I just have so much fun making these predictions. That's why I love the Pac-12. All right? So let's get into oh the Week 8 gosh. picks in the season of giving. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. It's October. In the season of giving, which October, I think Arizona's going to give Washington a W. What do you guys say? Give Washington a W? Like, Washington's going to win. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I didn't know the wording. Of that. <laughs> is Arizona going to win this game? No way. There's no. zero way. Hey, I got to say this. The one thing that's gotten me through both of ASU's losses is that in both of those weeks, U of A had a far more embarrassing <laughs> loss. Yes. We lost to BYU. They lost to NAU. And then this last week, 34 nothing. they just got absolutely curb stomped by Colorado. That was, that was something else. And they're down to their third string quarterback. That is pathetic. Remarkable. Yeah, I got Washington in this game. Yeah. But honestly, Clearly. though, I wish Arizona was was kind of good. It's nah. cool to have your in-state rival be a team that's relevant cuz like if you beat them it, it just means more, I think. I agree. I I like them being decent better than just literal garbage. Like cuz then it feels like a like a lose. You can only lose in that game. Like if you win, it's like, yeah, you're expected to, but if you lose to a team that's 0 and 11, it's like the worst loss of the year. Right. It's almost better for Arizona cuz then they have a cop out when they lose. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, we, we were suck. 0 and 11. Look at us. Hey, All right. Wait for basketball season, you know, that whole Fair thing. enough. Fair enough. Let's jump to the next game. This game could be one of the biggest determiners in both the North and the South. Utah at Oregon State. Let's go Beavs. We need the Beavs, man. Uh, this this game's going to come down to the Battle of the Trenches. These are two of the best offense and defensive lines yeah. in the country. And in I th- the country? That's uh, bold. In the Pac-12. Okay, I was like, that is bold. Utah, maybe. Utah, maybe. Utah, maybe. Oregon State's good, a little bit less proven, but maybe in the country. Definitely in the Pac. Fair. Chance Nolan needs to step up because Utah is going to contain B.J. Baylor, I Ooh. think, pretty well. But I just I think Cam Rising has been a little bit coddled so far in terms of his opponents. He played Washington State at home, USC, which is not has not been a great atmosphere this year, and then at home against ASU. I'm counting on Corvallis to be a little bit rowdy for that game. They, I'm really I hoping. I think they set a record against Washington. Okay, um, good. Or that was on the road against Washington, was it? 
I, I can't remember who they set a record. They had an attendance record recently that they just broke. So okay, they we might need, break it again. We need the Beaver Nation to like fill the stadium, make it make build it build the dam, build yes, the dam, build the dam, get the chainsaw out. Cam Rising is gonna crap the bed, and uh, wow. Oregon State is gonna pull out a big win and help their buddies <laughs> to the south. Wow, Cole. Yeah, I've got Utah winning this game. Uh, Utah's favored by three in this. I think if Utah plays the way that they did in the second half against ASU, they will be able to, you know, shut down Oregon State's offense. I really like that Utah defense, especially, uh, what's his name? Devin Lloyd Jr. And so I've got Utah winning this game. Yeah, I think that Oregon State has the best run-blocking offensive line in the Pac-12. And I think that there's, there's no question in my mind that that's the truth. But... Pass blocking, however, uh, could become an issue in this game, and I think it will be a glaring issue. I think Utah is going to beat Oregon State, unfortunately. I love Hayden's energy, though, and I want to play into it. I want Oregon State to win, but I do think Utah steals a game on the road here. But Oregon State, even if you lose this one, you're still in a really, really good spot. You've got back-to-back games after this against Cal and Colorado. That is the schedule you want going down the stretch. Imagine picking against your team, though. I could never. I, I have to, uh, but hey, last time it worked for me. Last few times That's it true. worked for me. So, next game we've got number ten Oregon traveling to play UCLA. Another massive game with massive implications in the Pac-12. Well, the Bruins gave Washington everything they could handle last week. They won. Exactly. Greg Dulcich, that guy carved up ASU. He carved up Washington. He's one of the best tight ends in the Pac-12. I think he's kind of on an early season watch list for whatever the tight end trophy is. Is it the no, it's not the Mackey. It's the, I don't. The I tried. Or I tried something. I, I, I failed. Know. The Dick Buckus Award, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, and Oregon, they're they're so much more talented than everyone else. Granted, they've had some injuries, but yeah. they're just so underwhelming. And against Cal, that game was so close. They very easily could have lost that game. And this is the Chip Kelly reunion game. I think have they played yet? Have they played? I think, they, I think they, they played one game back like a few years ago, but okay. it's it's like the chip. I would say it. it this it kind one is the is. real one because he has his guys. Right, there. right. He's built a program. Right. They're they're he's got his players. They're fast, very similar looking to those Oregon teams of old, and I think UCLA gets it done. I think they're going to beat Oregon, and I think that's tough for ASU, but. That's what I think is going to happen. I think DTR is going to have a good game, and I think Oregon's going to have a tough time slowing down that offense. Yeah, I've got UCLA winning this game as well. UCLA is favored uh, by two in this, um, which is kind of weird because Oregon's ranked really high up there in, in the AP poll. But UCLA, I think, will come out. They'll look good. Um, and I think even though Oregon loses this game, Oregon will still win out in, in terms of winning out the, the North, and uh, ASU will still have that tiebreaker over UCLA. Yeah, I think the Ducks have had Clemson energy this season. Yep. I think uh, I think that Brown will be benched for Ty Thompson before this game's over, and I think UC, I think UCLA wins. Uh, I was just talking to my buddy. He told him, telling me about how uh, Ducks fans were booing Anthony Brown uh, late in that game versus Cal. Um, every time he took the field, and they started chanting Thompson. So I think Ty Thompson gets into this game, and I think it's not enough, but I think they stage a little comeback. UCLA wins. And if you're a Washington State fan, if you didn't lose your head coach, your mouth would have been watering this weekend. An Oregon State and Oregon loss would be crazy, but unfortunately, no head coach. It's it's not as but optimistic. But they will still finish second in the North. Colts. I'm tripling down on it. It's <laughs> still right. going to happen. Uh, toilet bowl of this week, we've got Colorado at Cal. Hayden? Got to give Colorado some credit. They found a little bit of offense against Arizona. 
Brennan Rice, son of Jerry, 111 yards and a touchdown. Impressive. He looked good. Brendan Lewis looked competent. That's true. Through the air. But, yeah. yeah. Two of the touchdowns were defense and special teams. So still something is lacking. And Cal, they're just Jekyll and Hyde. And it's when the defense shows up, the offense just goes completely AWOL. And then vice versa. We saw against TCU and Sac State. They're getting in these shootouts that are just so weird. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to take Cal. I just think their defense is going to remind Colorado of its struggles from a couple weeks ago. And, yeah, I'm going to take the Golden Bears, get back in the win column. This is the, another one of those who cares games, you know, for me. Like, I, <laughs> I don't care. I will not be watching this game. Uh, Cal's favored by nine, but you know what? I'm taking Colorado in this. Uh, Cal has, you know, consistently unimpressed me every single week this season. And I think Colorado, even though they're not impressive either, I think when you're going over in a pillow fight, maybe the slightly stronger pillow with a little more feathers wins. (laughs) So I got Colorado. Yeah, I was tempted to pick Colorado for two seconds until I remembered they played Arizona last week, and that's why they look good. You look good when you play bad teams. So I've got Cal smoking Colorado in this game. Uh, We got a couple out-of-conference games. So BYU at Wazoo. Cole? Oh, that's an easy pick for me. Um, Wazoo. Even though Rolo's not there, Jaden Delora's still there. <laughs> okay, and so he's going to light it up. You know, BYU's going down. Go Wazoo. I think we're going to see how Washington State responds. Yeah. How does Jaden Delora and all those other guys that came for Rolo, how do they respond? Jake Dickert has done a great job as the defensive coordinator. He's the interim head coach now. Yeah. And I think... I think uh, I think the Cougs are going to play for him, and I think they're going to give BYU a fight. But with BYU coming off two straight losses, this game I kind of saw being an upset for Wazoo in the past. But now with Rolo gone, I I think the Cougs of BYU get mm. it done on the road. Yeah, I was about to say wow. I, have the, I have the Cougars winning. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I think I, I had BYU written down, and I want I want to pick BYU. Because Wazoo is missing their coach, but uh, they just looked really good in those last oh, few games. He's coming around, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm picking BYU just for that comment from Gold. Wow. Um, <laughs> next almost game, had him. We almost had USC him. at Notre Dame. Uh, this one is its one of those games I, I've learned not to bet on USC this year. I have Notre Dame winning, and I think they win by a pretty hefty amount. Stanford really? or USC is going to put up points, but I think Notre Dame wins. USC has not won this game since 2016 when they had Sam Darnold. And they haven't won at Notre Dame since 2011. Oof. So not a lot of success for the Trojans out in South Bend. But Notre Dame's beatable this year. Their offense isn't great. I don't know if Jack Cohn's healthy or not for this game. I Do you guys happen to know? Has I he don't. come back? I, I can look it up. doesn't matter. I just feel like Notre Dame is just so irrelevant this year. They're just out of the discussion. I think USC is going to look to get Drake London going. They're going to look to shut down Kyron Williams, I think, is their Notre Dame's running yep. back. Cohn is going to play, by the way. Okay, Cohn's healthy, so I do think Notre Dame is going to get it done at home. I think USC has enough weapons uh, to upset Notre Dame. And, you know, a few weeks ago, I wouldn't have made this pick uh, for USC because I'm not a betting man, but I may or may not have put, you know, some money on USC for a four-game <laughs> parlay, and they kind of ruined it for me. Uh, but I, I think USC is going to win this game. I, I, I don't know. I, I agree. Notre Dame just has been a little unimpressive this season. They haven't, you know, performed to expectations. And so I've got USC winning this one. Notre Dame is one of the most slandered teams in college football, I feel like. And I just everyone, like, agrees to hate them. 
Yeah. Uh, but our buys this week are Arizona State and Stanford. Needed. They will not be playing. Agree, much needed. Hayden, can we get a standings update for our picks? Absolutely. So and then the you top... can follow it with Wait, me. Who's your pick? For Notre Dame, USC? Notre Dame. I, I made it. That's I'm, right. I, I picked Notre Dame as well, but I'm not confident. I could totally see USC stealing that game. A Drake-London 200-yard game, yeah. Scaring everyone in the Pac-12 South again. And, of course, they've got ASU in, like, two weeks after that. Yeah. And then they got Arizona after Notre Dame. But anyways, <laughs> I'm at the top, 34-19. Let's go. Pretty impressive. And then Tyler and Colt, you guys are tied, 32-21. and 21. So it's in second place. So you're telling me if I didn't take Arizona this weekend, I would have been in second? Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's embarrassing learn. for you, Colt. You'll learn. Uh, yeah, we'll give we'll give Hayden a minute on the clock, and uh, he's got I, might need, I might need a minute and a half. I, I, oh, I, <laughs> all right. Well, this is, uh, take I'll, all the I'll time go. You I'll need. talk fast. Here we go. Go so ahead. This is. I think the Herm Edwards era is a failure if ASU does not win the South this year. When ASU fired Todd Graham after going seven and six in 2017, Ray Anderson, our athletic director demanded more for a football program that was good but mediocre. Coach Graham took us to a Pac-12 championship game, six bowl appearances, and I believe only had one losing se- two losing seasons in his tenure. Those are pretty good, and he beat U of A more than not. It wasn't pretty at all times, but ASU was disciplined. They showed up every game, got burned on defense a lot, they weren't always the most talented team on the field, but the just you kind of felt like they were well coached and the buy-in was there. Yeah. Enter Herm Edwards. We're all told to get on the train. This former NFL coach is supposed to take us to new heights that we haven't seen before. We're you know we're not supposed to accept nine and three. That's supposed to be the bare minimum. We're supposed to expect top twenty-five teams, top ten recruiting classes, and here we are in year four. We've got some NCAA uh, recruiting allegations. The team's 5-2 and two in what is the pinnacle year where everything has built up to this year with the roster. And you could kind of see this thing going, turning into an 8-4 and four season. Yeah. You could see it. Now, I just think all the struggles this year with the discipline and the not being able to win on the road and all that other stuff, that, that is purely on the coaching staff not preparing the players. And if this team does not get to the Rose Bowl, actually, no, the Pac-12 championship game. If they don't get to the Pac-12 championship game with this roster and a historically weak Pac-12 South, Herm Edwards needs to go. Time to derail the train and build new. You can hear the passion. You can hear the passion. A round of applause for Hayden. Uh, Yeah, that's... Fair point, fair point. This is make or break year for Arizona State. I, I do think it's a little early, though. No, I disagree. I, I, I think last year was kind of a Mickey Mouse year because of the <laughs> pandemic, so you can't really count that one. And sure. Then the first year, I mean, it was a brand new, you know, system. Jaden okay. Daniels was a freshman. And I think now, I mean, they're done, they've done pretty good. I mean, they were as high as, what, 18 in the rankings? Right, but this wasn't a rebuild. ASU was already in decent shape when Herm Edwards took it over. We also were already true. already kind of consistently good, but not great. And we he was supposed to take it to the next level. And really, they haven't done anything that Todd Graham didn't do before Herm Edwards. Well, That's true. That's true. Will Jaden Daniels still be here next season? I think it depends on if Herm Edwards is back. Right. And so I think they deserve that. I think if Jaden Daniels uh, is there for one more year, I think Herm Edwards will get one more year. 
That's what I would do. And it's I'm with like it a, too. We'll see what the what if this recruiting thing is as bad as people say it is. If it's not, then I think we do they do get the benefit of the doubt. But if it's bad and these are like level one violations, right. then I think this thing is gonna gonna Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. All right, we'll jump forward into fact or fiction. The fun part. We've got some good stuff going here. All right, fact or fiction. Tennessee fans are the worst fans in college football after Saturday's performance. <sighs> Fiction. Fact, so I don't get canceled. <laughs> you said I'm fiction. biased U of A fans. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, U of A fans are pretty pretty not great. Um, fact or fiction, the American Conference, I don't know if you guys saw this, um, teams that they are currently rumored to be going to the American with all the conference realignment, Florida Atlantic, Charlotte, North Texas, Texas San Antonio, Rice, and UAB. Fact or fiction, the American Conference can do better than this. Um, I'll let the little guy expert go first. Better? No. I, I think this is pretty good. I mean, this is better than not being a conference at all. And so I think you just have to poach the smaller, smaller, you know, group of five conferences to stay afloat. All right. Fair I'll enough. I'll say fact. Rip CUSA. Yeah. Mm. Rest in peace. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be tough. I thought the American had a good chance of collapsing because they're the newest conference. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, you know, so much for the whole Power Six thing that kind of fell apart. Yep. And now look, the Mountain West will be the dominant force in the Group of Five. Wow. It already is. You could argue. It's true. It's true. They're having a good year. Uh, fact or fiction? I don't know if you guys saw this one too. I'll have to give some more context. Ole Miss is putting Manning in the end zone for Eli Manning's jersey retirement in their game this week. Um, I can't remember quite. Oh, that, versus LSU. Manning? They are they are putting Manning in the end zone. Because uh, they're retiring Eli Manning's jersey. And it just so happens to be the same week that Arch Manning is coming to visit. So, fact or fiction, Ole Miss painting Manning in the end zone is the best recruiting tactic we've seen all year. Fact. Wow, that's awesome. That's, that's so such cool. a fact. And, that is the coolest. Like, that, that is going to be awesome. And, and they can get away with it because it's like, oh, it's Eli Manning. Like, it's not, it's yeah. not for Arch. There's no way Arch doesn't go to that school. Uh, I heard he likes Lake Texas. Kippen's there. I heard he likes Texas. Oh, that, he's gonna like Ole Miss a lot horns more. Horns down, horns down. He's I, I would go to your Ole Miss. last okay. name is in the end zone. <laughs> exactly, insane stuff there. Uh, fact or fiction? With SMU and Cincinnati having so much hype this year, UTSA, Coastal Carolina, and San Diego State are being overlooked, slash slept on. Fact. Uh, fiction. I, I I don't buy Coastal that much. Wow. You do have them losing. I do have them losing this No week. faith in the mullet. That's no, And I think San Diego State will also lose to Air Force. I think I think the team that's being slept on is Nevada. I think Nevada will probably come out of the Mountain West. Wow. And doesn't Nevada have two losses? They one. have one. One loss? To oh. A, to a non-conference team. Fair enough. Oh, no, to Utah State, I believe. That's that's an ugly loss, kind of. All right, uh, fact or fiction, Ed Orgeron would be a good fit at Washington State. Fiction. I don't see it. I, I see Clay Helton. I saw someone put Clay oh, Helton in Wazoo boy. gear. Oh, boy. Colt? Yeah, I'm going to go Fiction. Right. I, I, something I don't of, see it as well. Something about a, like, a, like just a no. Louisiana guy, Cajun, heavy accent, yeah. going up to the Palouse where True. it snows, farm <laughs> country. I just don't see it. I just wanted to correct myself. Nevada lost to Kansas State. That's their one loss. Oh, okay. Fair enough. That's not bad. Uh, fact or Fiction? Florida State, who is currently 2-4, and four, makes a bowl game. Their next games are UMass. At Clemson, NC State, Miami, Boston College, Florida. So they have to win four of those. Yeah, I say fact. They look different under this quarterback. Uh, he looks really good. Wow. Sorry. And on that, Milton. That's a shot at Mackenzie Milton slightly, but it's reality. 
Who is it? Jordan Travis? Yeah. Is that who they're going with? Mm-hmm. He is good. He tore up ASU in the Sun Bowl. But I'll say fiction. I think they beat UMass and maybe Boston College or something, but I don't I think they'll go five and seven. All right. I think they might be Clemson on the road. But do you That's think they fire um Mike Norvell? No. I think they give him another year. I think they give him another year because of how bad this program is right now. Fact or fiction. Okay. The winner of San Diego State Air Force should be the Mountain West favorite. I know what you're gonna say. Fiction. I'll say fact. Fact? Okay, fair enough. It's winner is gonna have one loss and be at the top. I don't think Air Force even has a Mountain West loss yet. So Air Force might be my Mountain West team. Their stadium is so nice. I, I was there a couple years ago. It's cold. So cold. But it's it's cool. It's a cool atmosphere. Air Force still has to play Army. That's going to be a tough game. I think they'll lose that That'll one. be fun. Those teams are good. All right. Uh, fact or fiction, Lane Kiffin is the most fun coach in college football. Fact. fact. Get your popcorn ready. Let's go. That didn't age well, but everything else. Uh, fact or fiction, the coaching standards in the SEC are too high. In college football. So I'll say fact. In all of college football. In all of college football. Cole? I missed the entire question. I was thinking the, about popcorn. The, co- <laughs> <laughs> the coaching standards in the SEC are too high. Um, in the middle tier. If you're not Bama, eh, you know what? Fiction. No, I think it's reasonable. All right, fair enough. Uh, fact or fiction, Hawaii should look into hiring Nick Rolovich again. No, fiction. Uh, Hawaii is one of the most, uh, you know, vaccinated places their stance is pretty adamant on getting the shot there Rolo would not be a good fit especially for a place right now that can barely even bring fans to the stadium I can't imagine I was gonna say I can't imagine your reaction if he was still on Hawaii and this whole thing happened I was gonna say even if he wanted to go they wouldn't they wouldn't take him back yeah exactly eventually if if the pan if the pandemic wasn't a thing absolutely I but yeah Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, we jump into the spelling game, and uh, we're going to torture Cole with some names here. Okay. Um, Hayden, would you like to go first today? or? I'll, I'll go first right, uh, cool. as I move my camera to prevent any. I can never tell if I'm, I'm doing a repeat. Can you tell me if I did a repeat? Hayden? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. So I went with Colorado because we've mentioned their roster is a minefield. Yep. We might have to rapid fire this. We might have to. We do. We have Colorado we have linebacker left. Zephaniah Maya. Zephaniah Maya. Zephaniah Maya. That's a rhymer. Uh, Z. Yep. E. P. H. Wow. A. N. I. A. What has happened? H. He got it. He got Zephaniah. What just happened? Holy cow! Zephaniah. What's his last name? Maya. Maya. Ooh, Zephaniah rhymes with Maya. So is this same spelling? Maya. M. A. I'm going to go with what I think. I Incorrect. Mm. So um, close. That was very close, Cole. You you messed up. What did I have? M-A. M-A? I is wrong. It's not M-A. M-A. Y? Incorrect. No! <sighs> that, that was going to be the performance of the ages. That uh, was an ASU second half choke right there. Maya. M-A-E-A. What? M-A-E-A. Tough break. Colorado remains kind of undefeated. I feel like, have we already done uh, Michael Wright this year? No. We haven't? No. Okay, fair enough. Colt. Michael Wright? Michael Wright. M. Correct. Y. Correct. The w- outside the box and it works. C. Incorrect. <laughs> 
M Y. Yep. K. Correct. M Y K A. Correct. L. Incorrect. Oh no. It How? was M Y K A E L, and then right is just W R I G H T. So you you were literally one letter off. It's like Mikhail. On two names. Dang. That yeah. sucks. No, yeah, that does suck. He's a sophomore cornerback from Oregon. You uh, you messed up. I hate him. We've got three minutes left. Um, we could squeeze in the mascot. Squeeze pitch. it. Sure. Uh, I don't even know who won last week. Um, Someone it, was three. It, it was three, point. wasn't it? I, I don't remember. But we got the Patriot League this week. Okay. How many teams are in the Patriot League? Should I we don't just know do the, the top Come on, hammer it, hammer it in. Tell the people. Bucknell, Bison. Okay. Colgate, Raiders. Fordham Rams. Okay. Holy Cross Crusaders. Holy. Lafayette Leopards. Lehigh Mountain Hawks. And the Georgetown Hoyas? Okay. Hoya! Hoya! <laughs> Can I get a Hoya? Okay. <laughs> well, they should do that at their at their games. Right? That the whole stadium should just go Hoya! Get every first down or something like that. When did they play Indiana? We would change the. <laughs> oh my goodness! What is a Hoya? I don't know. I can tell you that uh, the Hawk is not looking too good in this one. No. I think the Hawk goes down. I think the Hoya is in for sure. Yeah, I think uh, I think Crusaders is intense. You've got some legit Crusaders <laughs> in there. I don't know what a Hoya is. What? Bison is taking out what? the Raider and the Leopard. I think, if that's what is it. It's it's just a it's just a made up thing. Really, a Hoya. I think we've got to respect that, and I think we've got to give them. Uh, okay, the so nod. we'll say the Hoyas pull off the shocker and get in. All right. What do, what do you think? What do you think? Crusader? Crusader. Crusader. And then let's throw in the bison and okay. let the people decide. All right. The, those three. The bison? That's a good final three. Do we already have a bison, though? Okay. We've got a ram. No. no Wait. We got, not let's do bison. a final four. Bison, raider, crusader, and a hoya. Boom. I think you got Send it. that. Can I get a hoya? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can get a hoya. That's about all we've got for today's episode. Week eight. What are you guys' thoughts heading in this one? Rest up for ASU. Got to win out. Got to win out. Uh, a thousand fans are going to be able to go to the game this weekend uh, for Big. the Hawaii-New Mexico State I saw that. Part 2 wow. this season. Big so deal. the home and away is being fulfilled. Uh, it was a bummer last week uh, watching Hawaii get uh, smoked in the second half uh, to Nevada, but I think uh, Hawaii gets the job done against a not-so-very-good New Mexico State team. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I'm excited for the Oregon State game this week. Uh, some of the biggest stakes we've had in a game in a while um, I'm just very happy outside of the Gary Anderson era to have games that are meaningful and to not be terrible. So that's all I've got. Uh, I'm Tyler Budge. I'm Hayden Weber. And I'm Colt Almodova. And with that, we wave goodbye.